Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Tower number two, it's Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So tonight you have the Knicks and the Pacers in another very interesting Eastern Conference matchup. Um, OG Ananobi, by the way, I believe is still listed as questionable. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is also listed as questionable. He's had that hamstring thing. Uh, but I think he's just trying to get to 20 minutes a game at this point so he doesn't lose any more games. You remember him complaining about that. More on that in the uh, in audio files, bottom of the hour. But the game itself, though, tonight at the Garden is still going to be a good one. The Knicks are trying to get nine wins in a row now. Nine in a row. I mean, they have been on some run as they start a new month now, and hopefully the winning carries over from January because that was one of the best Januaries you'll ever see uh, in franchise history. But last night at Barclays Center was um, a return to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. And, Bart, the tribute video thing has become a, a, a thing in sports. And a lot of times, like, the tribute video is sort of for the player who gave his heart and soul for the franchise. Everybody loved all that stuff, right? Like, last night, Damian Lillard got one in Portland. Well-deserved. Yeah. I mean, that's one that's obvious, right? But you know, you know the one I'm waiting for. Which one are you waiting for? Obi Toppin. <laughs> well, he'll be, he's back tonight. And if, if R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly got one, does O.B. Toppin get one? But anyways, um, K.D. You know, got, got one, and he even he said, like, I don't really – it's not important. Like, it, we don't need to do this. But they did it, and so here's what he said about the tribute video. It is what it is. Like I said, I can't control what other people feel and think and do. That, ain't, that wasn't going to stop me from just doing my job regardless of how I was honored. But – it's classy people here. They appreciate everybody who put, who donned the jersey on, care for for a 10-day. And that shows a great organization when you can appreciate everybody who stepped foot and put their blood, sweat, and tears into your organization. So I respect that. Did, did, did this Was it necessary to pay tribute to Kevin Durant? Yeah, because he, cho- he did choose you, right? Okay. Um, and then he chose to leave. Yeah, but he he put up the good fight. It wasn't listen. It got too dysfunctional with the with his. Remember, he put he chose partner. to leave before the season, and then decided, but because he demanded a trade that wasn't going to be able to happen, so he stayed, and, and then finally and he was, again, he was a professional. He's having the best. He was having the best seasons career. It wasn't until um, what did James Harden said, "I'm out." Yeah, Harden Harden was the first to go. Right, but then it wasn't until that that he was like, you know what? No, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't no more, man. I'm good. So he now, came. He was professional. He didn't. He didn't. They, they, hey, we not giving you away for nothing. He was balling his ass off. Well, think about this too. We all go back to the the the, the moment that should have been was in the series against the Bucks when he hit a three that we thought was going to be the game winner in the series clincher, and instead they called it a two because yep. replay showed the just a toe of his shoe was on he, that three-point line. He was carrying that's, that That's team. it. Yes. He was, he was carrying that team. Like We'll never know, though. Like, we'll never know what, James that, Harden what could had have no happened. Yeah. But, but seriously. was gone. We will never know what could have happened if they had won that series. Right? We don't know if they well, could have gone well, we on know, to win well, the championship. Well, we know Bootenholz would have got his ass fired because yes. that was on deck. That is true. But still, it, it, it's that's all. The, to me, if there's ever a moment, that's the moment. And so when you t- we all and especially if you're a Nets fan you you know you sit there and think about what could have been but for KD as you know with his personality that stuff doesn't resonate with him. Nah. No. 
I mean, that's just a pointless exercise, in my opinion, to think about what could have been. I mean, what happened? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought about what actually happened, the reality of it. We didn't have enough time together. That's just it. Guys wanted to go their separate ways. We tried our hardest to, you know, salvage everything and bring everything together. We had three or four different teams when I, since I, you know, you know, since the first, you know, when I signed here until when I left. But at the end of the day, it, I enjoyed coming into work, playing for, you know, being a part of this community and playing and representing Brooklyn. Regardless of what went on or what said or how I felt, I still came to work. Who failed there, Bart, in your opinion? Kyrie. Kyrie was a linchpin. That that thing pulled out and everything fell apart, man. So so you're not saying Sean Marks. As you see, you said we had three different teams. Like, Sean Marks was constantly turning it over. I think he was trying to appeal to the stars. But, you know, they got rid of the coach. That was also trying to appeal to Kyrie. Kyrie didn't want Kenny Atkinson. He didn't want to be told you have to practice every day. He After didn't want to be challenged. Yeah. He after wanted Kevin, an easy coach. After Kevin Durant had just said how much he loved him and how, you know, that was part of the reason why he came there. I mean, and it, you know, he was coming from a place where Steve Kerr probably had tough practices because they were a defensive-minded team. And, you know, KD defense has improved tremendously from his time in Golden State, and you see it every time he plays and has been a tremendous help defender. So it's hard to, like, find – but it does go back to Kyrie, doesn't it? Because James Harden – wanted to go there, they make the deal, and they give up. I mean, remember, they're still paying for this. They don't have their first-round pick because of this this year, and they, they're they 11 games under five hundred. So they, you know, or yeah, they're, no, they're nine games. I'm sorry. But they are under five hundred by a lot, and they likely are headed for the lottery, and they're not going to be able to enjoy at least that, right? You can't say, well, just tank this season. You can't. What are you tanking for? So that whole thing was James Harden wanted to be there, then James Harden got there and realized, wait a minute, Kevin's hurt and this dude doesn't want to play. And then Harden didn't want to be part of it. So Harden gets out. So you, I guess you're right. When you're pointing to what failed in Brooklyn with this play that in 2019 Kevin Durant chose you, what failed is that Kyrie, Kyrie made it all fall apart because of all his demands and then he was just not available. And then Harden was not happy with that whole situation, and wanted out of it because right, of man, what happened. Is, the toxic, bro, yeah, like this is a circus, man. Like this, these dudes tripping. I, I, if James Harden is the one that looks reasonable in this whole thing, <laughs> like right, and, and so Durant is to me, he he does like I think he did he do everything that you could ask him. I think he did, right. I believe so. You you did give him a year because remember you got him injured, so he wasn't able to play right away. But then when he came back, what did he do? But just play great. He was great. So, I guess Kevin Durant is not on the list of things to blame for why that era failed. Is that is that fair to say, or does should he carry some of it because he's a nah. great player and a great player should have gotten control of the situation nah. and said we ain't doing this? But we all know he's not built like that. Yeah, he says he he, he never criticized his teammate. He's like, nah, man, that's not what we're doing. He doesn't ever do that. And you know, he say I can't control what another grown man is doing. I just can control me, and that's what it is. He had his best success as a scorer with the Nets in 129 games. He averaged. 29 points a game. That's more than any other team. With Golden State, he averaged 25.8. With OKC, 27.4. And with Phoenix, he's averaging 28. So this is – he was at his best. 
53, 40, and 91 was his shooting numbers. Phenomenal. Like he, when he played, which is always the thing we say with the Brooklyn guys, is when he played, but those three barely played together, so we never, like he said, never really got to see it. And I don't know if anybody had the patience to wait for it to happen. It was, it was an amazing, to me, I don't know if we've ever seen this in the NBA. Three stars, I mean superstars, came together, and within months, everybody was in agreement, like, this is no good. Like, nobody wanted to give it time. We just, everybody, no, this is no good. And it all seems to go back to, to Kyrie. Being the biggest, being the biggest factor in this whole thing. So, anyways, so you know, again, he didn't want the tribute video. They gave it to him, and tribute videos now have become almost to a point where it's a bigger story if you don't do one, right? Like it's that that it used to be where you just put him on the scoreboard and introduced him and let the crowd, whether and and it was a smattering of boos along with cheers last night in Barclays Center, which is probably the, you know, again that doesn't make sense, but he did demand, he did want out. But the video part of it, I'm like, well, what what did you win? What was it that you're like, hey, remember these great moments? That, I think that's what that's one that's most one of the most forgettable um arrows in all of football, man. You think about, you know, the Kevin Durant and the the Kevin Garnett era with that. Yep. Like the the, yeah, the Nets have, have two they have two forgettable we went we went all in type of type of things. They they'll get them. Right. But when they get them, it don't work out the way they need to. That, that is certainly true. Now, with that in mind, speaking of stars, LeBron James put out a tweet. Now, the Lakers have been – LeBron James. They have been bad. The Lakers, they, they've won the in-season tournament, and since then they have completely fallen off the face of the earth. Got a banner, baby. Yep, they did hang that banner. But they are, like I said, they have been really bad. They're on this road trip. They played the Knicks on Saturday uh, at the Garden, and – but they have been really bad. And defensively, they've been awful. But he puts out a tweet that everybody now is trying to decipher. And this was at, by the way, it was uh, last, it was two, like I said, it's yesterday, since it was at 2.26 a.m. And it was simply an hourglass. So does that represent anything that I don't know about? Is it like time is slipping? Time is time usually the hourglass represents slipping, time, right? Slipping into the future. You get it, right? But do, do, does does it represent something to you? I, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like maybe saying time. You know, time's running out on my career, and we need to do something. I mean, like D'Angelo Russell, probably like, D D'Lo playing good. Yeah, that's using him as trade bait. Tell him, let him shoot it, shoot the J. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, he was talking about, like, they were asking him about the team. Now, they lost to Atlanta. They went to 24 and 25, and he said, we can beat any team in the league, and we can get our ass kicked by any team in the league, and that's what we are. We're under 500. That's who we are, and and it's, it's it's an interesting thing to say. You know, you are what your record says you are. They're in Boston tonight to play the to play the Celtics. And then they come and play the Knicks. So they're playing the best ooh, team in the West. Ooh, ooh, they're and then they're playing up. one of the hottest teams in the league. And you're right. They're going to be beat up by Boston trying to win that one. And then they got to come get that smoke. Then they got to yeah. come get that smoke. So, And both games nationally. So this game tonight is on TNT. And then Saturday's game's on ABC. So, but, you know, it's. it's. But, but guess who's calling that game, though? Hun! On the radio. Yes. 
You get stuff like this. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking this. Crazy conspiracy theory. LeBron sees reality with the Lakers. The harder thing to do is to trade everybody else and rebuild the roster. They did it last year, but they did it with like role-playing pieces, and it worked in a short term. That group yeah. came together, and all of a sudden, Jared Vanderbilt and, and Rui Hachimura, and, and then what Austin Reeves emerged into, and you're like, I kind of like this team. They're a scrappy, hard-working team, and look at this group. And they had Lonnie Walker played really well for them. And they went on a playoff run that no one saw coming, and all of a sudden they're in the conference finals. Now, they got swept, but it's a, it's a close sweep. <laughs> but still, they got swept. Gentlemen sweep. But, but the point is, is that they went on a run that made you think, they got something here. Thought and this then the year season gonna, Oh, this year they're going to have more time to play with each other. They're gonna right. Be, you know, right. I thought, more okay, chemistry. they're good to go. Now, everybody wants Darvin Ham fired. Last year, he everybody loved him. This year, now, he, he should go. This year, Anthony Davis is actually playing, Bart. It's not like Anthony Davis is never available. He's actually playing, and they're worse. And so, if you're LeBron, you're looking at reality, and you're saying to yourself, I'm not winning here. It's it's not, we, there's no stars for us to trade for, right? There's no big deal out there for us to make. There's no trade for Kyrie. There's no bring in Kevin Durant. Like there's no big name uh, Harden, right? Like he went to the Clippers instead. There's nothing that you can do at the trade deadline that's going to change their fortunes. But there is one move you could make that would help reset the entire franchise you know what that move is now keep in mind that lebron james has a player option for next year so if he chooses (laughs) he could just become a free agent yeah is Bronny coming out one and done in usc ah he's not playing enough i don't think i'm just playing but 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 just like i said this but but he did the player option for that purpose you remember that yeah so what if lebron james is saying my clock's ticking Right, he's gonna be forty years old. Damn. Next, next, uh, what is it? December thirtieth, uh, right? Isn't he like right around Christmas? So, thirty-nine years old. The clock's ticking on my career, and it's not working here in L.A. I should go to a team that is right on the cusp, and if I join them, we could go on a run, and I could win big one more time. Can you think of a team that feels like they're on the cusp? It's got a lot of juice right now. And if he won there, he would do something that would probably eclipse anything that you could say about Michael Jordan. Yeah, man. The Pacers getting their first title would be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be something. No, you know, not the Pacers. But you know that ain't it. That's Pacers? What if LeBron James said the Knicks have all those draft picks? You can get me for a lot of draft picks. I heard this guy in New York say he'd give up five for Mikael Bridges. So how many do you think they'd give up for me? And what if LeBron James said, I want to go to New York and do something that I could have done 10 years ago, hmm. knowing that you talk about legacy? When Allen Hyde was hiding on his bushes? Yes. Not quite Stranger like that, danger. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Like I said, this is drunk Han again doing that stuff. Where like this is you know, the crazy conspiracy. If I'm the Knicks, 
I'm just checking in. You know they know. They have a relationship. Leon Rose used to represent LeBron all those years ago. You just, like, listen, you want to come here? You want to come here and join? uh, Like, we don't know how long Randall's going to be out and put you at the four. You got a guy like Brunson. We got a defense like it's one of the best in the league. We got enough depth. What if, uh, you know, what if you came here and now all of a sudden you've got a team that some people might think could take over the East? I mean, with LeBron James and anybody, like. 39 years old, though. 39 years old, and you're talking about more than likely a one-and-done scenario. One-and-design? Yeah. But could he do a Could he do a Kawhi Leonard? Could he do it? Is I'll, that crazy? I'll, I'll, I'll give up five picks to find out. That's for damn sure. Come here come here and do what Aaron Rodgers didn't do in his first year. <laughs> Same age. I'm saying, like, that's a it's, – it's a wild, crazy thought. But, as I said, let me paint the picture of a Laker franchise that has no draft picks – that's going to be asked to give up even more of their future draft picks when LeBron is definitely going to be long gone. 2028, he's not going to be there. And you're going to give up a first-round pick? You don't even know what your team's going to look like. But instead of giving up picks, I'm giving you some first-round picks to help you get things right. And LeBron could always sign up back with you as a free agent if he opts out. He does a lot of a lot of one-year deals like Michael did his last couple years. Yeah, exactly. One-year 35. Exactly. One-year yeah. 45. But he can, he can go do. Uh, he can continue to remake movies with Spike right there in Brooklyn. There you go. But I'm talking about for the first time in LeBron's career, other than the one year when Carmelo was here and they were a really good team, he was in Miami at that time. But other than that, for for the majority of LeBron's career, the Knicks have never been in the realm of on the verge of being a contender. You're listening to all the people around the country. Kendrick Perkins and others who are starting to talk about the Knicks as a team that is just on the cusp of being in that conversation. Not quite there, but really, really close. Closer than they've ever been in a long time. Does LeBron just kind of look at that from afar and go, I could do that for a couple months? He got to know the gig is up in, in, in LA. They got to move. Well, that's man. my point. He's got to know. Like, it's, it's no more moves on the chessboard, man. Who, right, exactly. You can't, you can't remake your roster. Two and times in a, two years in a row, and ask him to play forty-two minutes a night doing it. Well, now, now, Tibbs gonna pay him thirty-eight. I mean, <laughs> let's keep it real. Now, he ain't getting no breaking minutes. So, like I said, I know this is again the the silly drunk Han coming up with crazy conspiracies, but we're a week before the trade deadline. Is it a call that you make if you're the Knicks? Would you do it? 800-919-3776. I, I, like I said, we're having fun. Don't take it so serious. Aaron in Upper West Side. Aaron. Han, I had the exact same conspiracy theories that you did. Uh, it goes back to uh, the All-Star game a couple years ago, the way LeBron James introduced his pick of Julius Randle as a New York Knick. There was something about the way he said it. He knows Julius Randle. He knows his work ethic. And he sees a perfect fit with the New York Knicks. However, I'm not giving up five draft picks or whatever the Bart <laughs> suggested for that. Okay. I mean, I want to I want Four. him to sign with us. <laughs> I know you're being realistic. I know you're being realistic, but he's gonna have to work with us. I'm not giving away my franchise 
for him to come for a few months and who knows Mitch is hurt and I heart's hurt and we go one and done in the playoffs, then what? I need some kind of commitment from him. You but saw I'll LeBron something. But but Aaron, you saw LeBron take that crew to the conference finals last year. That group. Right? In a tougher division. Can we can we afford him? I mean salary cap wise, how are no, you well, gonna you, make you, it happen? It, it, well you because you're trading so you're giving you're gonna have to match salary, which is also the hard thing to do. You have to figure that out, which I don't even know if it's even possible. Yeah, but I mean, but he's to, gonna have to work with us. I oh think. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean there's... wherever he goes, I mean, either he's gonna go to a losing place that needs him and that has the cap space, or he tries he, to get traded to Golden State, to... or or he tries to get traded uh, to Golden no. State. And Golden, nah, and, and, nah, and you, nah, you know, no, maybe no he does way. that. That doesn't help his legacy. That doesn't help his so? legacy. Coming to New, coming to New York. In this city, the media capital of the world, yeah. the place starved. Yep. I mean, I was five years old the last time we won. All right. I mean, w- this city, there is nothing like New York City when and the you don't Knicks think he knows that. Well. Like, like, and like you don't think like, know, he know knows he that. That's what I'm saying. He'll work with us. He'll work with us. And mm. ba- even Bart's sensing it. Bart's not even the New York boy. And he's getting it now. You're seeing what it's like when the Knicks are great. Yep. There is nothing in the, the world like that. The vibe is insane. That. I can't. I, I, everywhere, everywhere I am in the city, when when I'm out somewhere, it doesn't matter where it is. Is people want to talk about it, man? It's it's like the the, the energy is real. The taxi drivers, the people everywhere. on the subway, on the train, I mean, the conductors, it, it, every it's everywhere incredible. I'm at. Yes, and it's fun. It, it's good. Nothing. This there's different. nothing like New York City and the Knicks. It's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, incredible. I, I'm, Aaron, I'm I'm with you on that. Aaron, thank you. I, I, like I said. It's it's a wild conspiracy thing, but why would he put a, an hourglass? Like, what what time is slipping? What does it mean? Like, does it mean like he knows he's getting late in his career? Which uh, it's clear he is. It's gonna be forty next December. Yeah, he's and is he thinking more. to himself, I'm running out of time to win another one, and I'm not gonna sit here. They're under five hundred. I'm not gonna sit here and have to go through the whole playing crap again. Like, get me. I need to get somewhere. Well, I want to be part of winning. And because he still has the ability to play at a high level, but he can't carry teams like he used to. So he's John Elway his last two years, and he needed TD. He needs he needs Terrell Davis. I love it. Jake and Red Bank. Jake, how you doing, guys? What's up? So I'm a Knicks fan, and I love exactly what you were just proposing. But I think we'd find a way to mess it up. So short and sweet here. I just had a name in mind. What about the Sacramento Kings? They're a young, energetic group. What about them? That's all I have to say. Because it's, it's, I think LeBron is more aware of market at this point. I, I, you know, Sacramento, people will be like, that's cool. But what he's trying to do goes beyond basketball. That's my opinion. Like, I, I, I don't think it would be like, let me go to a team like, like the Pelicans. Like, I just don't – like, I feel like – because it's New York and because so many people in New York felt like he was too scared to play here, that you know all the things that came with him turning down playing here in 2010. And it's the one thing I think that always chased him since that night, you know, the decision. It's the one thing that has constantly chased him. And he's never going to pass, Michael, unless he does something that, again, is like, oh, my God, the world just went upside down. The Knicks won the NBA championship. Like you, when you say those words, that's something that everybody in the league will go. I cannot believe what I just. I cannot believe that just happened. And so, if he's part of that and a big reason for it, 
I do think that resonates with him because he's the guy that once said famously that our beautiful – these are his exact words. Our beautiful league is always more beautiful when the Knicks matter and the garden is jumping. Those were his words. And so he does – he is aware of it. Anthony in Atlantic Highlands. Anthony. What's up, guys? Dude, let me tell you guys something. If LeBron James comes to the Knicks, I give him four picks and my wife. You give up everything for this. Oh. This is something special. I tell you, Stephen A's hair might fall off if he comes here. This is going to be crazy. We need. This is the best season we could ever have. You add him, like that. Forget the Miami thing. This is going to elevate him to another level. And my wife is hot. <laughs> I love it, Anthony. <laughs> that's the best. That's the perfect mic drop. There's many reasons to think like it makes sense, except of course the fact that it doesn't. Go, it's not going to happen. It's the contract that's almost impossible to match. Very difficult to do. The you'd have to give up at least three players in this thing. So which now how well how am I filling out the roster? Oh, that's right. I can sign Kyle Lowry as a uh, on a buyout. Wait, I can do this. Look at me, Bart. Look at me building the roster. There you go. There Steve in New Jersey. Steve. Yes. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks. Listen, I, I had to call in. I felt compelled because I made the same exact take on KFTV. Alan Hahn, I know you you know those guys. They laughed oh, yeah. me out of the gym. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I focused on the GOAT concept because I'm tired of my uh, people talking about Michael Jordan. And where else to do it but here in New York and take him down. So, that, that's I, the I just only want way. to hear more about how it could happen, to be quite honest. Just yeah, well, I, I can give you – I can definitely put it together. Thank you, Steve. I can definitely put it together and show you how you could do it. But as I said, there's a lot of things to it that aren't logical. But this is – when we do Drunk on, we're not doing anything with logic. It's all emotion, and it's all just spur of the moment, and it's just going for it. Like it's tin cup. That's all we're doing here. I'm going to hit it into the water until I get the hole in, uh, until I – finally like get the whole I, I hold the shot like that's what i'm doing it's absolutely crazy it's absolutely crazy it could be franchise malpractice for all we know but it's exciting and it's fun to talk about 800-919-3776 we'll continue with your calls i imagine bart some people might have an opinion on this i thought so mm-hmm. we have audio files to do as well coming up but like we'll see LeBron how all this stuff james goes. but Sorry. still it is like he, he put out the tweet and it just made me go what's he doing is he kind of putting out the the signal that the Lakers can't the change, we call so maybe the I need kite. to change. We call that the weather kite. The weather balloon? Put it out there to see how it's received. And people mm-hmm. say, LeBron James always trying to blah, blah, blah. But no, no that would be great. Like, mm, okay, let's, right. let's go have some conversations. Of course, as we know, you know what will end up happening is he'll just like get traded to like the Suns or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, or the Mavericks. You know, if you, Mark Cuban will make that move. Who knows? But still, something is going on there with LeBron and the Lakers, and there's a week before the trade deadline. Let's dream. And also, let's get to audio files. That's coming up as well. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. If LeBron James comes to the Knicks, I give him four picks and my wife. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So last night, Kevin Durant back in Brooklyn for the first time since his departure after a disastrous stay with the Brooklyn Nets. He got a mixed reaction after a video tribute. Earlier this morning on DPH or in Rothenberg, Rick and Dave had an issue with KD saying he had personal success in Brooklyn. 
Kevin Durant said the only thing he could say in that spot to make it seem like it wasn't a failure. He had personal well, success. Well, well, he can't he can't argue that the team had success because well, they did. Why didn't. couldn't he say? Yeah, you know what? As a team, we he's not he's not that kind of guy. Dude, you've seen him on social media. He had burner accounts. Like he's very defensive. He does I not take criticism it. well, dude. If he took criticism well, if I was a person that could handle like I couldn't care what anyone else had to say. I'm happy. I'm winning championships. Why would you leave? Why would I ever leave Golden State? And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Definitely feeling a little tipsy still from last night, Barton. And that's why I, I, I'm coming up with these conspiracy deals. We can get Garrett. We can get Garrett no uh, Petrinacy. No, he wasn't. wasn't going to touch it. He was smart. With the Garrett, he was great. I think some of the stuff that we were talking with him about, we had a little interview session with him. We'll be uh, on some social media at some point because they were recording it. So stay tuned, certainly for that. Uh, we have calls that we will be getting to. I promise, because <laughs> uh, you know, I might have said a thing or two. Uh, about some trades that I would do, just like you know the Mikael Bridges thing. I took it a step further, so we'll get to calls on that. But right now, Bart, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking. The segment we like to call Audio The Audio File. First and foremost, Bart, you know about your callers. Bart, I love you, Bart. I love you. <laughs> Those are my peoples. Hey, definitely very excited about you. Um, on the uh, argument about the sixty-five game rule. Because Tyrese Halliburton didn't like it at all, called it a stupid rule, and that is if you're just joining us uh, in the NBA, you have to play 65 games now and play 20 minutes at least in those 65 games to be eligible for postseason awards. Tyrese Halliburton doesn't like it. Um, he's got an injury to his hamstring that has cost him some time, and it could cost him 40 million dollars because of a stipulation where if he can get All NBA, his his max extension jumps $40 million. He has to do it this year. And, of course, this year he's already missed a whole bunch of games. So he's he's sounded off about it. Here's Draymond Green talking about it. Joel playing tonight felt very much so because of the 65-game limit. Well, I think it's actually quite bull****. 
Guys didn't face those rules before, but those same NBA all NBA teams, those same MVP awards lists, uh, defensive player of the year, those lists are the same. I once lost um, a defensive player of the year award to Kawhi Leonard, and I think he played 51 games. In turn, um, you get Joel, who comes out there tonight, and he forces it. And freak play with him and uh, J.K. diving for the ball, but maybe it's not as bad if the knee isn't already banged up. I don't really bang with it. And now we got one of our premier faces in this league, the MVP of our league, possibly hurt for an extended period of time. That's a rule that your union agreed to. Yep. And here's Joe Dumars, your one of your favorite players back in the day, who is working for the league right now, explaining again the meaning and the necessity of the 65-game rule. You can miss up to 20% of the season and still be eligible. But you can't, like, not put the rule in because of that one or two guys that it may affect. Are there any discussions about changing this for next season? There's been no discussions about that. No one has called and said we should, you know, renegotiate this or anything like that. There's been no calls like that. And they're not going to. Now, let me just read to you Joe Dumars. How many games a year he would play? 82, 79, 82. Then right before the championship year, he had some injuries, 69. 75 in the first championship year, right? 80, 82, 77. It wasn't until he was over 30 where the game started to go a little bit lower. 69, 67, 67. At 33 years old, 79 games. Well, Joel 72 B- games. This guy play, they, These guys all played. It, it's an era where players aren't playing, and they're <laughs> claiming it's in, where it's – is it injury or is it rest? That's tough because some guys missed a lot of games. You know what I mean? Isaiah missed a lot of games with the ankle at times. Well, that, again, that's, that's a real injury. You had guys that were saying rest. Well, Joel, a, a Joel players is a, shouldn't be mad at anybody but each other. Blame the guys that were doing load management, that were resting, that were taking these breaks. Oh, I don't want to play. And Kyrie is at the lead of all this stuff. The players are trying to blame someone. They're afraid to hold each other accountable. That's the problem. You got a problem. Talk to your union about it because your union agreed to this. Joe, Joel Embiid is more is injury management because he's always injured because he has a, a injury. He's got that's a bulky knee. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. he's always on the injury report. So it's not like he's making it up. No, no. Nobody's saying he's making it up. And this has nothing to do with guys who are really injured. It's about how this was abused for so long. Yeah. They had to come up with something. Now, Draymond's right, though, Bart, that you had players in the past that didn't play X 65 games and yet still won postseason awards. So now suddenly that's no longer there, so there's an imbalance there. I agree with that. I just don't know how else you're going to manage it. How else do you motivate players to play? Because something that other people pointed out was in the in-season tournament, I think Stephen A. said this, in the in-season tournament, when when a half a million dollars was on the line, how hard did guys play? Guys were playing hard all of a sudden. So he's like, if if, if that's all it takes, how do you keep guys playing? That's that's been the that's been the discussion, but it'll keep so you're going. Money, so you're saying money as to how you keep them playing. So I mean that's a valid point because they want their money and they want their yeah. accolades so they can get max. So it 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 it'll, it'll stop the pretenders from not playing. Let's put it that way. The people that you know got something yeah. to risk in certain years that's you, certain years mm-hmm. is not you. So yeah. it's going to be subjective, but it's no perfect rules. But you know, I, you know, for Halliburton, we're talking guys. about one person. 
Yeah, but the guys who are really injured, though, you understand. Again, Embiid really does have a knee issue, a, b- a bad one. And that you understand. Uh, we mentioned Damian Lillard made his return to Portland last night with the Bucs. They lost again, by the way. I mean, Portland's not very good. How did they beat Portland? How did Portland beat them? Lillard's return. Did you also see at the end of the game they had a chance to win it Lillard passed to Brooke Lopez. And he did a sidestep, seven-footer. <laughs> you shoot that shot? Yeah. I've never seen you shoot that shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, You work on that shot? Brooke took the three instead of giving it back to Dame for Dame time to have his ability to walk off with a dub in Portland. That didn't happen. But one thing he said, though, is that it, you know it, how his career is going to end Here's how he envisions it. More than anything, it was just kind of draining everything around it and what it was. I ain't going to say I'm happy that it's over, but I'm just like, you know, just dealing with everything that came with it. I've been asked a million times, like, what is it like being back in Portland and how do you feel and all of this stuff? But I've really enjoyed being back, but just the whole spectacle of it is just, you know, just a little bit draining. Yeah, it's again the experience of it, but he added that he, he, his hope or his plan is to finish his career in Portland. So, you know, he left that door open to return to come home. That's what he wants to do. Kevin Durant came back to Brooklyn last night, and uh, the Suns got a win over the Nets, and Durant had a phenomenal game, well, 33 points, I think, but he, his fourth quarter was was really good. And, you know, for him, just, just being back, you know, in Brooklyn and was asked, like, how does he look back on his time there? Just the work we put in every day through the adversity, through the – noise, the relationships being built with my teammates and coaching staff. We had a lot of different coaches and players come through here. They all understood what we were trying to fight for, and so that, that made us tighter and closer as a group. And just New York City in general, I just absolutely love living here. Um, I hated it before coming in as a visitor, but once you move here, you just you build your love up for the city and you understand the city even more. So I had a great time here. I mean, it's short, but three or four years is a long time in real time. But, you know, as far as an NBA career, that's short, but I had a lot of good moments. So he loved his time here. Three or four years is short, but it is a long time. And as we go to football, that's how Micah Parsons sees it on his podcast, The Edge, talking about the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones said that they're going all in. Parsons says he hopes so because – He's seen a lot. Sitting here, you know, they're talking about we're going all in this year, man. That's what I would hope for. You know, I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league three years, and i kind of seen it all. And uh, I hope that we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves to become better and become greater for us. He's been in the league now three years. He's seen it all. He's seen it all, baby. Got it all peeled up. How much does that bother you? He's so naive, man. That's why when he be talking, he be saying, "Man, like I, I can't wait to see you at 30 and see how you talk then." And like, man, I was, I was just wilding, man. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't no tell I was doing. Imagine if you had a podcast when you were first in the league. What do you think the crazy stuff that you would say? Yo, like I had a I had a radio show thing that I was doing. They told me like, "Yo, you got to stop." You can't we, – we ain't got no liability. I had people jumping in the, uh, the harbor for, like, tickets and what? eating the world's hottest peppers. Like, <laughs> like man, you're going to kill somebody. We ain't got no liability insurance, bro. You got, <laughs> the hell you doing, man? <laughs> so, you uh, you weren't – like, so for tickets, like you were saying, oh, you got to earn them. Yeah. I want you to do this for the tickets and people yeah. were doing it. Go jumping. We had people eating peppers and drinking milk, spilling there. <laughs> Like, man, this dude gonna die. Like this is the one chip. Uh, instead of the one chip, we had the real pepper. <laughs> but at least, at least you were doing stuff for fun. Like this, the comments, the stuff that's being said with some of these guys. But 
in Dallas, a whole lot of controversy, and it's just not even – we're not even into the offseason yet. All right, that's Audio Files. 800-919-3776 is the number. We'll get back to your calls. Rex Ryan is going to join us in the 2 o'clock hour. And if you uh, have not heard yet, the last head coaching job has been filled. According to Adam Schefter, Dan Quinn will be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. That means you've got some big-named head coaches that right now don't have a job. And the biggest name of all is Bill Belichick. And what does he do now without a job? And what franchises might have him as an option just in case whatever they got going on is not exactly working out? And stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Rex Ryan going to join us in the power hour, the 2 o'clock hour. Get back into the football side of things, but let's talk more with the peoples, Bart. Let's do it. Gil's in Brooklyn. Gil. Alan, Alan, Alan. Are you trying to purposely give me a heart attack with that garbage you spilled just now? <laughs> Come on, man! What did I do? I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a diehard New York sports fan, and anybody that disrespects our town as far as sports, I'd want no parts of. LeBron brought his behind to New York to make this speech about where he was going, and disrespected us. Then on top of it, played all these years, never showed New York any kind of respect. And then you're going to have the audacity. I know you were joking, but to say bring him to New York and give up five picks, have you lost your ever-loving mind? I, I don't want to ever see that man here, ever. I don't, know, I don't know if I said five picks, but Gil. Well, ah, four, whatever. Gil, I don't Gil. want him here. We will do it. We will do it without. And, and, and it's not even just so LeBron. All these free agents that we had a chance or we thought we had a chance to get over these years and they all shunned us, now that we're good, I don't want to see any of them here. I want to beat them all, from KD to Kyrie to LeBron. Anybody that shunned us and disrespected us in doing it, I don't want them on the Knicks. Or any, regardless of what the sport is, if you disrespected us, I don't want you here. Sometimes you got to yeah, let your pride you. stop you from getting your blessing, man. Yeah, Gil, Gil, nah. Gil, Gil, Gil. I'm sorry. Gil. I didn't mean to cut you off, Gil. I thought you were done. That was pretty That was pretty passionate. That was pretty passionate, but, I mean, like Stop. I said, if you, if you had an opportunity, you, you wouldn't do it? Sandy in Florida. Sandy. 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 Sandy's not there. Sandy's not there. We go to Tino in Staten Island. Tino. Uh, Alan, it's been a while since we talked, maybe a couple of weeks since uh, since you said call you back 10 days later. Nick's are obviously do? doing well. How we, and how are we looking? No, no <laughs> I mean, well, I'm going to continue. You're the best gonna, month you've had. It. You're going to tell me we're doing pretty good. You had the best month no, no, in 30 me, years let, since let, the trade. Come no, on, Tino. Alan, let, let, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I watch every single good. game. I can't all wait right, to good. watch tonight's game. That's all game. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear so, you were ecstatic. I good. I, I, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait to watch tonight's game. And tonight, Tonight's one of those games I, I don't have confidence, to be honest with you, because the way Indiana scores. But that's another thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about the trade deadline that's coming up next week, Alan, and I'm going to throw a couple names at you. Uh, and you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love well, I love the guy, the veteran from Croatia in Detroit, Boyan Bogdanovich. He's on a partially guaranteed contract next year. 
about $19 million. I think he could fit perfect coming off the bench. He's averaging 20 a game for Detroit. Uh, he's he's one name. The other right. guy is in Atlanta. Besides the John T. Murray, everybody talks about him. But I like their, their bench player, Bogdan Bogdanovich, another shooter. He averages about 17 a game off the bench. I think he could come cheap, probably a first-round pick, probably one of those protected picks we can get him, obviously, and throw in maybe Fournier's contract and then there. But another guy that's not playing at all right now, he's on the Clippers, is Bones Highland. He's been a DMP every single game for the last, I don't even know how many games. Mm-hmm. He was really good for, for Denver. I mean, he's a scoring guard. He reminds me of IQ. He really uh, does. He, I mean, no, he's, no, no, no. He's a, Tino, no, no, he's not. Trust me, no. he's not. Okay, he's, I mean, I just do it out a, there. He's a gunner. Like he's he's a he's only a scorer. He doesn't do anything yeah. else, and that includes defense. And if he's not playing for the Clippers, why would I want? Why would I think he could play for me? I, but I, the I, Clippers I'm just are the same thing as you. Team. The Clippers are a hard, tough, physical, defensive-minded yeah, yeah. team. So if he can't play for them, what? Why would he? Why would I think he could play for me? I get it. You what about I mean? the other two names? Uh, what uh, about the other two the, names? The, 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 the one in the Detroit, equation. the the Bogdanovich in Detroit. You know, I, keep an eye. I, I would look at that, but I, I think maybe it'd be more Burks. You're looking for a ball handler to give Brunson a little bit of a break. That's what the main thing I think you're looking for, Tino. And thanks for the call. And I'm glad Tino is ecstatic because Tino was one of a couple of callers who, after the trade, were very upset with the Knicks. And I said, let's just give it time, give it time. And well, time has proven that the trade actually worked out well. But that's what I mean. Again, we're a week from the trade deadline, so we'll have more time to get into it. But that would be for me as I, you know, now I'm sober again. I'm not drunk anymore. So sober Han. It is <laughs> not the, even the buzz priority. A yeah. Maybe a little buzz. The, buzz. the priority is to get yourself a, uh, somebody who can handle the basketball under pressure, who you can trust off the bench, veteran, a little bit of savvy, a little bit of experience. That's what you're trying to add to your bench so that Brunson doesn't have to carry 38 minutes a night in the regular season. Playoff come playoffs. I'm playing them 38 minutes a night, but in the regular season, you need to have that guy that can at least organize an offense while Brunson is is getting his rest. All right. In the time now for us, of course, to get Rex Ryan into the conversation because all the head coaching jobs have now been filled, but there's still some very interesting names out there, and they could be hanging over some franchises. So we'll talk with Rex about that and more. Stay with us. Spartan Hot, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So the New York Giants are going to have a fascinating offseason. Lots of questions to answer with both the players and the coaches. One of those questions, what to do with Saquon Barkley? Earlier this morning, DPH run Rothenberg, Rick and Dave, trying to figure out what would a fair offer be to the running back. He's already said that he wants to be a like he wants to be a job. Yeah, I think I think he wants like two years, twenty five million, but it, it's a three year, forty million dollar deal. But the third year you can get out from under. I think is what he definitely would be thrilled with. I mean, I think he recognizes too, like if he probably looks back, getting caught up, you know, with running backs having the Zoom meetings and everything else, like you know, trying to fight for the position. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.